wants to live long and finish strong. If that's you, you've come to the right place. This is Dr. Mary Speaks. Thanks for joining us. As I speak to you today, I am approaching my 80th birthday. Yes, the big 8-0. No, I'm not preparing a draft uh, of my obituary. No, instead, I'm eagerly waiting to start the next chapter of my exciting life. Yes, so let's begin. Since 1976, when I invited the Lord Jesus Christ into my miserable life, I have been living a legacy that I want to leave behind, especially for my family, as well as those whose lives I have impacted uh, over these four or more de decades. Some of you who have joined me today know that I have been used by God to start numerous outreaches to those in need of God's intervention in their lives. Under the divine supervision of the Holy Spirit, I have written about 15 books of my own, and then I've added numerous others, and I've served as a life and a book coach for many, uh, in addition to uh, doing so many other things on the side. But this is my favorite thing to do is speak to you about writing and leaving a legacy. But I'll be incorporating other things in our podcast as we move forward. But let's start, I'm gonna go back a little bit here. When I was the co-founder of Joy of Jesus Ministries on the east side of Detroit with my uh, former husband, the late Reverend Eddie Edwards. And gratefully, my work has been um, acknowledged uh, by um, the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan, Wayne County, and even the president of the United States back in 1990, when the former president, George um, Bush, H.W. Senior Bush, yes, when he presented me along with my late husband, the 107th Point of Light Award for our community outreach on the east side of Detroit in a neighborhood called Ravendale. Then when Reverend Edwards made his transition to glory in 2004, I spent the next 18 years con continuing my own work, which can now be viewed in the University of Michigan Legacy Library here in Ann Arbor, uh, where I now live. Uh, even though I was content in the state I was in, according to Philippians 4 and 11, in 2021, after a short courtship with Dr. Calvin Edward Williams on June 5th, yes, it was June 5th of last year, 2021, I became his wife and moved from Detroit to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I tell people I married a younger man. Uh, right now, we're both 79, but in a couple of weeks now, I'll be 80. And I told him, he said, can I call you my bride? I said, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me your old lady. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
I'll, I was prepared to put my ministry um, in cruise control when when I got married and had I had a conversation with the Lord and I was telling him about all the things I had been doing for the last 40 plus years, like God didn't know, right? And he said, and I could see him in the spirit saying, Mary, I appreciate you doing all of that, but I'm more concerned about what you're going to be doing with your future. And here I am now doing what I'm doing today. Obviously, he had something more in mind than the work that I had done in the past. So I'm trying something new at the age of 80. I'm doing podcasting, and I'm going to be speaking from my heart to you um, from uh, on a couple, um, twice a month. Yes, twice a month we'll be here. And um, I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms 92 and 14. It says, they shall bear fruit in their old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. I like that. So let me share this special story with you. Those who know me, they know I'm a storyteller. So decades ago, I met one of the most beautiful women, and she was so inspiring. Her name was Mother Ruth. And I met Mother Ruth at a nail salon, where she, I understand, had a standing appointment to get her manicure and her pedicure she was 93 years old. Isn't that amazing? She was 93 years old and she had a standing appointment. And at the time of that uh, meeting with her, uh, I was a columnist uh, with the Michigan Chronicle in Detroit. I had a weekly column there and I thought, boy, is this a wonderful story to let the people know you never get too old uh, to be flourishing and fresh and bringing forth fruit. Here she was 93 years old and she was still taking care of herself and still doing ministry. So I took a photo, as I said, of Mother Ruth and I sent it to uh, the Michigan Chronicle, which they were used to putting my picture uh, along with my story. And so that's what they did. They put my picture next to my story about Mother Ruth, which I had called lovely as she can be at 93. And they put my picture uh, along with the story. And so if someone wasn't uh, reading the story and they saw that picture, they would have thought I was 93. And boy, did I get a lot of uh, jokes about that. And um, uh, it just went on and on and on. They said, boy, you look good, girl, but I didn't know you were 93. And so Mother Ruth and I um, became friends, and um, and she named me Baby Ruth. And so I'm holding fast to that name, Baby Ruth, and I'm believing God for longevity. And guess what? Mother Ruth lived to be a hundred and three, and she um, when I, she was still in pretty good health. She had a little hearing issues, but I can hear her voice now. I call her on the telephone. And she would say, baby Ruth, is this you? And I said, yes, mother, this is me. So I have a vision for a long life and I have a lot to do. And with all the things I have on my agenda, it's gonna take me a long time to get them done. And so as I speak to you here, this is October and it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
So I want to share with you a story that I wrote in uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul book, Chicken Soup for the African-American Soul. I've done many uh, stories in, that, in uh, the Chicken Soup book since then, but I want to share with you now uh, the story that I wrote called The Buck Stops Here, and it ties in with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So um, let me start with this cancer. I can see those big words, cancer. Now, first it was my mother, then it was my brother, followed by my sister, all of that in 18 months. And then I had a breather, and it was my husband, Reverend Eddie Edwards at that time, and um, he was stricken with cancer. I barely had time to gather myself from taking care of my mother, my sister, and my brother before he was stricken with cancer. And But before he, that happened, we were, um, as I said earlier, community activists in Detroit for over 30 years. And Reverend Edwards loved Detroit. He said, I was born in Detroit, I was raised in Detroit, and I'm going to die in Detroit. Strangely enough, though, following his retirement in 2002, he said, you know, I believe I can leave Detroit now. And we were amazed because Reverend Edwards had been a Michiganian of the year. He we had received the Presidential Award. That was the 107th, I believe I mentioned that earlier, from President Bush at the time. And um, he was well-recognized and honored for his work that he had done in Detroit. But when he said that, uh, I believe I can leave Detroit now, I said, well, where are we going to go? And he said, I want to go to Texas. That was in 2003. So we began to make plans to move to Texas. I didn't feel like we should be going, but I would have went to 10 buck two with him. We had been married for 21 years and working side by side in the ministry. So during the Christmas season in 2003, we went to Texas and we looked for a home there and we found a lovely home and uh, it was pending our selling our home in Detroit. So we rushed back to Detroit and we put our home on the market and the real estate agent, she was said, oh, I know this is gonna sell fast. And when we had our open house, 30 people looked at it and no one put a bid on it, not one. Even though they expressed how much they loved the house, no one put a bid on the house. And thank God they didn't. Because in March 2004, uh, Reverend Edwards began to complain about a pain in his side. And the doctor noted uh, they uh, diagnosed it at that time as um, an infection, gave him a prescription for antibiotics, but it didn't go away. And uh, he took those for about a month. And when the condition didn't improve, he decided he better, the doctor actually encouraged him to have a biopsy. And that's when we discovered that it was stage four cancer. And we were all shocked because we had no indication uh, that it was that he even had cancer, let alone stage four. He had been a healthy man um, in uh, all of his life. 
And however, um, he left this life in July 2004, just four months after his diagnosis. And Reverend Edwards passing, that's being a state of utter shock. And we needed to make some important decisions. But the transition um, that I had to make, because he was gone, no longer he and I, but now I had to make these decisions. Uh, and it was I might uh, it was from going from a from a wife to a widow. So what do I do now? It was a major crisis I had to deal with. But listen, before I could catch my breath, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I had always been faithful to take my mammograms. And I encourage those of you who are listening to take your mammograms. And I had had one annually. And um, but this one that, in, uh, that came back, it came back abnormal. And you know, uh, spirit of fear, I must admit, came over me. And I'm going, oh, no, what is this? So I had to um, have um, uh, another uh, test. And that's when they found out that I was um, in stage one of cancer. And I guess if you got to have cancer, stage one is a pretty good stage to be in. But, you know, I, instead of um, writing my obituary, I started putting signs all over my house. And I want you to use your sanctified imagination uh, and see this word, because this is what the Holy Spirit gave me in the, in the spirit realm. I saw the word cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R, with a great big X over it, the R, saying cancel. And I put it everywhere, everywhere, everywhere in my house so that I could concentrate on cancer was being canceled. No more cancer. And so anyway, when it came time for, um, for me to uh, have the surgery, um, it was so small. That, that lump in my breast was so small that they had to... Uh, had to do the surgery twice to remove it. Now, here to tell you, that was in 2007. And if I had the faith then that I have now, I would not have had that surgery because I figured this is stage one. If I can believe the doctors to, to do a little lump out, I don't need to take chemotherapy. I don't need to take uh, radiation. And so I, uh, I just trusted the Lord. And I'm here to tell you today, I've been cancer free. So I truly, truly want you all to get your mammograms. And do you know something? Men can get cancer too. It was kind of surprising to me, but men can get breast cancer also. So I'm, I'm uh, encouraging all of you. Would you please, please get your mammograms and you can avoid a life of struggle with that deadly disease. So having said that, um, I want you to continue to join me uh, in the, here for future podcasts. I'm feeling really good about this. This is my first one. And I believe that as, uh, by the time I get around to my second one, I'll be a little more relaxed. So continue to join me as I speak to your heart. And I want to encourage you to live long and finish strong. 
please join me next time as I continue to speak to your heart about things that God has put on my heart to share with you. Uh, the Bible also says, know those who labor among you. I do a number of different things and you can take a look and get to know me better. I want you to look at medicministries.com. The acronym for medic is manifesting entire deliverance in Christ. Then another one I have is for widows, widowswithwisdom.com. It takes a widow to know a widow. And I, I, I've had a widow's experience. I've had a married wife experience, single woman experience, divorced woman, you name it. I've been there, done that. And our, our purpose is to reach out and help widows, those who have lost their husbands, and, and help them to make their adjustments, widowswithwisdom.com. Writing is my passion. I'm a scribe in the body of Christ. And so I want you to check out leavesofgoldconsulting.com. I am a book coach, uh, an editor, a publisher, and an author. So you'll see all of that when you go to leavesofgoldconsulting.com. Check it out. And over all of these outreaches, my umbrella is legacy. Leaving every generation a chronicle of you. So join me next time and listen to what Dr. Mary has to say as she speaks to your heart. God bless you and enjoy your day.